Welcome to this week's edition of the Bible in the News. This is Paul Billington speaking with you from Ontario in Canada. The news story that we have chosen to focus on this week is the one from the Times newspaper in England, which announces plans to unite the Church of England under the Pope. The word to notice in the Times front page headline is under. If this plan goes ahead, it will completely change the character of what was once Great Britain, and will be one more step in bringing the country into line with the rest of Catholic Europe. This change in Britain's religious constitution, as we may call it, would alter her position as we have known it for the past three or four hundred years. It was the translation of the Bible into English by William Tyndale, and the consequent influence of the Bible that really brought about the Reformation and turned Britain into a Protestant country. So the proposed changes are quite fundamental, even drastic. John Ramsden, who lives in London, is a keen Bible reader who keeps a close watch on events, so I spoke to him on the phone about this development. John, we're hearing that there have been some significant developments in the religious world over there. We're hearing that secular Britain is turning Catholic. So what's been going on over there, John? Well, yes, that's uh, quite right, Paul. Uh, both the Daily Telegraph and the London Times have led with front-page headlines about what one radio reporter called the virtual disintegration of the Anglican community. You know, it's remarkable that at a time when 36 Church of England bishops are meeting in Tanzania in East Africa, and they're contemplating the growing divisiveness in their own ranks over such matters as homosexuality, gay marriages, women bishops, and so on, topics which, incidentally, are quite abhorrent to the Catholic Church, then suddenly a 42-page report is leaked to the Times newspaper, and it originates from the long-established Anglo-Catholic Commission from Unity. This reveals that they are, in effect, proposing the reunification of the churches under Vatican leadership. Hence, the bold front-page headline in yesterday's Times, Churches Back Plan to Unite Under the Pope. Now, this, of course, is bound to create even greater divisiveness within the Church of England. And so it's not surprising that so many have noted with understandable cynicism the rather opportunistic timing of the announcement. With the separated brethren, as the Catholics call the Anglicans, in such disarray, there could not be a better time than to welcome disillusioned, conservative-minded Anglicans to a home which, after all, was their mother church. And, of course, very conveniently at this time, the Vatican seems to have put the issue of celibacy on the back burner and appears to be playing down its importance. Hardly surprising, perhaps, in view of the fact that there have been already so ready to welcome amongst their membership so many former married Anglican ministers. But you know, Paul, what is so interesting about all these developments is the total absence 
of any reference to what the Bible has to say on the matters or what guidance God has given to those who claim to be his ministers. You know, when you consider the clear Bible teaching on matters relating to sex, marriage, women priests, it really does demonstrate just how far organized Christendom is astray from the Bible. Or as one correspondent put it this week, the Reformation is over, it is dead, and might as well be buried. Well, that's quite something there, John. So what do you think the wider implications are in all this for Britain as a nation, uh, for its monarchy, uh, and also its relations with the European Union? Well, Paul, those are very interesting questions, and we have to wait patiently and observe what is going on. But, you know, as the Catholic Church grows in influence in the UK, one thing that many people are wondering about is just how long it will be before some in Parliament seek to repeal the Act of Settlement of 1702. Now, this may seem a pretty ancient piece of legislation, but it forbids the monarch of England to marry a Catholic, whilst, of course, oddly enough, leaving him free to marry a Muslim or a Mormon, both of which communities have been in the news in both Britain and America recently. However, so far as Bible prophecy is concerned, we do know that sooner or later, as the Old Testament prophets tell us, Britain, which they refer to as Tarshish, will have to become separated from Europe because of the role which Europe will have in the fulfillment of those prophecies which we find in the book of Daniel and Revelation. There are some remarkable things going on in this country indicating a drift away from the power of the European Union. But you know, Paul, perhaps we ought to take another look at this matter when Germany, the most powerful nation in Europe, takes over the leadership of the European Union this summer. I guess there's going to be quite a lot we could say on that occasion. Well, it looks though we've just got to sit back patiently and watch these developments, John. And so we'll talk to you again as this story unfolds later on. Uh, thank you very much for being with us on Bible in the News. It will be interesting indeed to see how this matter continues to develop, for the editor's comment in The Times has said... The Anglican community is not a single church demanding adherence to a disciplined codex of canon law. It is a fellowship of 38 provinces, each with its own prayer book, traditions and legal structure, bound together only by bonds of trust and fellowship. When any one of those provinces takes a step considered by others to be morally or theologically unacceptable, there is no legal or institutional method for dealing with the breach. Tolerance and compromise, loving or begrudging, are the only way that the communion can be preserved. The alternative is schism. The communion now stands on the brink of schism. So says the editor of the Times. The move will doubtless bring strong opposition from evangelical groups in the UK. 
In fact, a new book has been recently published by Michael Desemlian of Dorchester House Publications, entitled The Foundations Under Attack, The Roots of Apostasy. Such people see the issue in clear terms. He writes, The battle over God's word, its providential preservation, and from it the correct identification of Antichrist is a crucial one. It has been fought over the centuries by followers of Christ against followers of Antichrist, the true faith pitted against counterfeit, the Reformation versus the Counter-Reformation. People who think this way are a very small minority, but it does show that the influence of the Bible and of the Reformation still has a few glowing embers. Whether this can ever burst forth into flame again is something that time will tell. But as John, Ra John Ramsden has told us, Britain must separate from Catholic Europe and fulfil her Tarshish role in prophecy. Ezekiel 38.13 clearly points this out. As we continue to watch events, join us again next week for another edition of The Bible in the News, www.bibleinthenews.com or www.biblemagazine.com. <laughs>